Hello, Common Sense here. You may not recognize me because you never use me anymore, but I figure I have one job, so I may as well try and do it. First, please remember that these two morons are not your personal life coaches. In fact, I'm willing to bet their advice and opinions are actually pretty terrible, so probably don't take them too seriously. Oh, and another thing, please remember, this is not a show for kids. I know your precious Liam is so grown up, but seriously, you're about to likely scar him for life. But what do I know? You're going to do whatever you want, so enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Angry Penguin Podcast. As usual, as expected, and as it will continue to be, I am Husky Ninja. And with us, as always, is Raven Zero. I don't have anything creative this week. I don't know why. It's probably because you felt that I had a headache earlier, but now that I'm on the, the phone with you, it's gone, bro. What the heck? Are you like a um a religious uh, priest that takes away people's uh, burdens and pain? Just call me Tylenol because I get rid of headaches and I shouldn't be tampered with. <laughs> For real. Why is it that Tylenol is like the don't use, but it's like the most popular drug. Is there a reason? I, I've never heard don't use Tylenol. Yeah. Um, I know with the COVID scare, there was a don't use ibuprofen or um, any other non-steroid anti-inflammatories. Right. Because they caused issues. But I've never heard don't use Tylenol. I keep seeing like in chat or something, like whenever, every, every time I have a headache, I've noticed people are like, yeah, like whatever you do, don't don't use Tylenol, please. Like, and that's like 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 two or three people have said that. I'm like, why? I wonder if it stems back to the '80s, the Tylenol poisonings. Why? What? You that's a real thing. Never, yeah, there. That, that's actually what prompted like the tamper cases. Oh. Um, there were bottles of Tylenol that were poisoned back in the '80s, and. I think a couple people died from it. Wow. Wow. The more you know. Indeed. Speaking of which, the more you know, the A-Team. Did you watch that as a kid? I did. So, cartoons back when we grew up were completely different. Some of the stuff they got away with then would not be able to get away with now. Do you, do you, do you remember any of your cartoons that you've actually would watch now and be like, I am not showing this to my children. No, actually, um, because I don't actually think it's gotten worse. I think as we've gotten older, we've gotten more cynical. But think about the old 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Mm -hmm. Everybody loved that cartoon. But because of parental limits, Spider-Man couldn't actually punch anybody. Wait, seriously? I never realized that. So yeah. these these days you can have a Spider-Man show where they actually fist fight. But in the 90s, this cartoon that we're so nostalgic for, he couldn't punch. Oh. So no, I, I think that's our cynicism more than it is our reality that cartoons have changed. Hmm. I did not know that. Did you know, sir, that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the U.S. allowed nunchakus? But over in another country, they were actually had to be removed because they were illegal in that country. So he actually had to have another weapon for that cartoon. Oh, no, I didn't know that, but I yep. mean, I believe it. It's pretty cool. 
pretty cool what they'll go through to change a uh, a cartoon for a specific region, you know? Yeah, but and also look at like a, a show like Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy was considered like atrocious and like over the top for its time. Yes. But it's so tame compared to some of the crap we have now. Dude, seriously. It really is. It really is. Speaking of which, Ren and Stimpy is really tame compared to what I'm about to throw at you. Do you remember the Garbage Pell Kids? Yes, I had the movie and collected some of the cards. Did you really? My parents wouldn't let me because, uh, you know, everybody remembers the Cabbage Patch Kids, which was like those cute, cuddly little kids. I don't even think they had cards for the Cabbage Patch Kids. I think they were just designed for, you know, cuddly, cuddly babies, right? Right. And then the Garbage Pell Kids came out and I was like, even at the, even at the age where I was like, I should have been into it. I was like, what in the bloody hell is this? Can you explain to our viewers exactly what the hell the Garbage Pell Kids were, Husky? The Garbage Pell Kids were basically Cabbage Patch Kids who were rejects. Like there was one who was covered in boogers. There were, <laughs> I mean, they were disgusting. Like this is back when it was, this is cool for boys. Mm-hmm. Boys, do you like Cabbage Patch Kids, but your dad says you're a sissy? Well, mm-hmm. you can have Garbage Pail Kids. Yes. You're not kidding. Yeah, because there was one. I remember the one with the snot. Like, in the, and the snot was like so overly green. There was no mistaking it. It wasn't the one that I was like constantly just threw up all over the place or something like that. I, I believe so, yeah. Absolutely disgusting. And I was actually thankful. My parents were like, no, you're not coming home. I had a friend that would collect them. And he had the movie and he wanted to watch it one night. And I was like, but my parents said I can't watch it. And he's like, well, your parents aren't here. And I'm like, I, but I really don't want to watch it. <laughs> and that movie had me in nightmares for weeks, man. Good Lord. I think there's, I think garbage pail kids are actually still around a little bit. Like, um, what? I've seen a reference to Donald dump. What? Yeah. Let me hold on. Garbage Pell Kids, and I actually, I think it's spelled garbage with P-A-L-E, right? P-A-I-L. P-A-I-L. Oh my God, you're right. So I'm going to do a Google image search. Yeah, they're just as disgusting as I thought they were. There is now one, there's a vintage garbage called Madonna. And uh, he looks like a caveman and he's actually uh, biting a chicken's head. Hmm. This is the type of material that, uh, oh, this is just, yeah. I want to go ahead and close this. We can continue talking about uh, other cartoons. <laughs> so I was thinking about it the other day. And I mean, media teaches you a lot about society. Correct. And, and I was watching a movie and compared it to current modern times and what have you. And I came to a realization that based on how people followed the quarantine orders for COVID, Mm -hmm. if the movie Gremlins were real, we would be (laughs) fucked. Because you would have those people who are like, don't feed them after midnight, don't get them wet. Shit, this is America. Throw them in the ocean. Yeah, seriously. Purposely putting them out in the rain while they're, you know, what was it when they were, when they got wet, they would multiply. 
Yeah. And then if they ate, because were they all like Gizmo? They were cute, and if they ate, they would turn into a gremlin. Well, Giz, they all spawned off of Gizmo. That's right. That's right. Basically, wow. if he got wet or ate after midnight, he'd get crabs. <laughs> and those crabs just got, like, massive. Oh, my gosh. So, was that just a moral? Was the moral of that movie not eat after midnight and... What what would the what would be not to get so not what not to get wet? What would be that reasoning? I don't think there was a moral in that movie. It was the eighties. It was more, what can we do to be weird weird as shit? Mm-hmm. And they made two or three of them, right? There was a probably at least a sequel to it. I yeah, think. I believe so. Wow. And it was supposed to be a horror movie, but I've never been scared of it. Yeah, it's kind of like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was considered a um comedy and i was scared of that movie so i guess it just depends on so, your perception here's a question for you mm-hmm. what a horror movie was supposed to be scary but you cannot help but laugh through it uh nightmare on elm street really yeah i actually i i think it, by the time i was of the age to watch it um I think I, I can't remember which one it was. Maybe the fourth one. I know his arms were stretching out wide, and he was scraping the walls with his claws and creating sparks. Whichever one that was, and I remember going, "This isn't scary. This this guy's hilarious because all the like the one liners he would say after he killed somebody, and he would like have the the world's most horrible pun. I'm like, this guy is hilarious. I just every time it get me. I love it." For me, it was the Leprechaun franchise. <laughs> Wait, like, those were considered the horrors? Like, he oh. killed a guy with a pogo stick. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, he jumped a gun. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. Even... Okay, of all the ridiculous things I've said, and I yes. kept a straight face for all of them, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> what could you talking about? Wait, he jumped on a person with a pogo stick and ki- killed him that way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god which was this the first leprechaun because you know they made like 50 yeah it was the first leprechaun oh my god oh my god it was just so ridiculous. do me a favor and after the stream find me the youtube video because i gotta see how this takes place you gotta be freaking kidding me all right i will look for it right now before i forget i knew they I'll jumped the it. shark with uh i knew they jumped the shark with um Leprechaun in the Hood. Was that the one? Leprechaun in the Hood? I think so. There oh, we go. Man. Death by Pogo Stick Leprechaun from 1993. Oh my god. It's probably like a whole lot of views because that's like notorious for people being like, no, that actually happened. That legit happened. <laughs> you gotta love American um, you know, American uh, cinema some of the stuff we come up with. No, you know, I do appreciate American cinema, but do you know what I appreciate more than American cinema? Let's hear it, bro. Fucking Bollywood. Oh, man. Have you I've ever been, watched Bollywood? Yes. I've been exposed to that for like, maybe about three or, three or four years ago, I got exposed to it. It's actually pretty freaking entertaining, bro. Oh, man, it is such an acid trip. You got like... It's a kung fu movie. So this Indian guy comes in. He's like, oh, no, 
I got to save the day. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's lasers and he's doing kung fu against <laughs> sharks. And, and all of a sudden, for no reason, there's ladies dancing while the background goes exactly. like tie-dye. I was just about to say, there's always a dance routine in every single movie. And even like their soap operas. Like, why are they suddenly dancing in the middle of the soap opera, you know? Oh, it's so hilarious. I mean, so hilarious. I, I get it's a cultural thing, but right. as a Westerner looking at Bollywood, it's just like the most ridiculous thing. It and is. they love it. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, <clears throat> it's kind of like Japan with pop culture. They're like 20 years behind us. You know, we're 20 years behind them when it comes to like their state of the art technology and their like animations. But they're twenty years behind us, so they're like they're still like they're probably jamming Backstreet Boys right now, and like loving every freaking album. To be fair, um, so am I. Yeah, I was gonna say that I, I listened to uh, you know that song about Backstreet Boys, uh, "Show Me the Meaning." Oh, it's such a good song, man. I'll listen to that today. All right, Raven. Here's a conversation. That we as two straight men mm-hmm. in our in our late in our early thirties and for and forties, mm-hmm. I feel we have to have. Okay. Who who is your boy band? Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Backstreet Boys, without a doubt. I'm glad you said that because that is the absolute correct answer. Listen, <laughs> I understand NSYNC produced Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. But that he's not the whole group. Correct. I mean, NSYNC, as a general whole, they did Bye Bye Bye. That's kind of like their epitome. You can't name, most people cannot name more than like two or three NSYNC songs. Right. Every time you hear NSYNC, the first thing everybody sings is Bye Bye Bye. But you talk about Backstreet Boys, you've got Shape of My Heart. You've got I Want It That Way. You've Mm -hmm. got... You got so many. I'm yeah. not going to list them all because that will take the whole podcast. But you get what I mean. And Backstreet Boys are just better objectively. Well, that and you, you generally like when you say Backstreet Boys, you hear all their voices. Like you don't pinpoint one person. Like even when I think about NSYNC and the Bye 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 video, all I remember <clears throat> is Justin Timberlake and his like awesomely curly hair being right there smack dab in the middle of the of the dudes singing you know Backstreet Boys had it right with with NSYNC it always seemed like they were taking turns in their like it was just the people lining up to take turns to sing yeah and then later NSYNC was the Justin Timberlake and Friends show yeah for sure for sure whereas with Backstreet Boys it never really felt like that like they blended so well like in I Want It That Way you've got like Three or four of them each get their own part, but it's so seamless. Right. Do you think, <clears throat> like, say, for instance, you and I create a band and you go and make a solo album and you blow up. Like, you make solo album after solo album after solo album. And here I am making just as many solo albums and I'm tanking, right? Do you think they ever, like, become bitter over that? Like, oh, I'm sure they do. They'll call each other and be like, so, see, you're on your 13th album, man. Uh, see, it's it's gone gold again. Uh, 
do you think the other person's like yeah yeah so like uh, hey hey how's your albums doing like do they think they ever rub it in or do they like genuinely try to be supportive i think it depends on just what level of friendship they have yeah so a good case of this is um look at no doubt Mm-hmm. Gwen Stefani moved on and did her own career, but and left no doubt back. And I feel like they don't really get along anymore, like because you never see them getting back together very often. Right, right. But like um, Fergie with the Black Eyed Peas, she went. I mean, she she was mildly successful. I wouldn't say she blew up, but she still comes back, and you see her doing stuff with the Peas. Right, that's true. So I think it it has to do with like the relationship that you guys have and these and any manufactured nineties pop band that didn't know each other as kids and were just randomly put together. Like just because I don't think they're going to have that level of camaraderie and loyalty. Yeah. Cause you look like <clears throat> destiny's child and Beyonce. I don't really think that she reaches back out to them. And asks, hey, y'all want to do an album again? Oh, wait, wait, do they? Um, They did the Super Bowl show together, but... That's right. I don't, but I think that was more fan service than it was anything. Right. And, you have, and the other thing to remember is there were originally four ladies of Destiny's Child. Right. One of them is completely off the face of the planet. Like, her name isn't even ever brought up in conversation. And then there's the other three. One of them did the voices for... Have you seen the movie Sing? No. Um, so I'm going to go on just a little bit of a side tangent because this movie pisses me off. <laughs> okay. So the entire premise of the movie is that there's Matthew McConaughey basically Matthew McConaughey <laughs> playing a koala uh-huh, uh-huh. and he, his theater is run down and he's trying to raise money. So he decides to have a singing competition and there's all, and it's like all animals. So like there's a bunch of animals that come together and then there's this really self-conscious elephant who can sing, but uh, doesn't think she can. Right. Oh my gosh. This, this is great. So shit happens basically. Um, they thought the show was over, and then they wind up holding the show anyway. And at the very end, the show-stopping number, you've got the elephant that's going to finally realize she can sing. And, like, when you have that transform- that's transformative number mm-hmm. where it's like, I can sing, you're expecting, like, a super power ballad, like a blow-out-your-lungs your voice is echoing from through the rooftops. <laughs> right. That's not what they gave you. They oh, give you like, no. like this little poppy Whitney Houston thing. And I get it's Whitney, but it is like you built up this entire story. You've got <laughs> me emotionally invested. Like the monkey and his dad, they reconciled. That was sad. That was happy. And then you give me this piece of shit song to end it on. And yeah. I'm just like, no, I can't, I can't like this movie now. What's funny is, you you're like you said, the whole hype is built up, and then you get that, and you're like, wah wah. Now has there, has there been a movie that's opposite? You're like barely making it through it, and then you're like, what in the what world just happened? The last twenty minutes of this movie is hype. 
I'm trying to think. And you can't say Karate Kid. That's not fair. Karate Kid is bad. What? What? You don't okay. like Karate Kid? I'm talking about the uh, Daniel son. Like I didn't Mr. say I didn't Miyagi. like Karate Kid. Oh, okay. But <laughs> technically, Daniel is the villain in that movie. I gotta hear this theory. Okay. So. He learns karate, not because he wants to learn karate, but because he wants to defend himself against bullies. He wants to fight other people. He's now aggressive. So, mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the final fight, they, they are fighting evenly. Daniel uses an illegal move and kicks him in the face illegally. <laughs> He broke the rules and won. Daniel cheated. That is hilarious. He did, didn't he? Because you're not. Are you supposed to hit above the the head in karate? Not, not in a like tournament like that. Oh, that's funny. So Daniel technically is the villain. He cheated to win. Oh my god, that's amazing. And then you go back and you're like, that's actually not right of how they directed this movie. So it makes all sense whenever Karate Kid 2 comes out and he's getting his butt kicked. Wait, is it him or somebody else getting his butt kicked at the very beginning of the movie? Mr. Bean has to intervene. I was so disenfranchised by Karate Kid 1, I wouldn't watch 2. Oh, yeah. I I didn't make it that far into it. I was like, nah. I think they made three, actually. Three Karate Kids. It's kind of Ninja Turtles, the movie. The first movie was amazing. It was super dark, but it had the comedy in it. The Ninja Turtles 2 had Vanilla Ice, and it had uh, some some comedy in it. But Ninja Turtles 3, where they're going... Was the best. What? It was the <laughs> best of the three. You think so? Okay. Number two was always my, is always going to be my favorite. Because, oh. mm-hmm. the because they tried to make generic Rocksteady and Bebop, which for some reason they didn't bring in Rocksteady and Bebop. They went with completely different characters, and that was stupid. Yeah, but they yeah. got Vanilla Ice. Yeah, <laughs> all their budget went to Vanilla Ice's whole uh, Go Ninja scene. Right, but number three, I mean, just the concept and like the witchcraft of the freaking Walkman and. All of that stuff, it was just... Okay, so if you picture a line graph uh, where it's like ridiculousness versus awesomeness, Mm -hmm. there is a line where you can be so utterly ridiculous that it's awesome. That is true. Is that what they did? Because I never watched it. I was like, I am not about to, to look at this garbage. It is. That is exactly what they accomplished. Like, Okay. So when I was a kid, I had on VHS Turtles 1 and Turtles 3. Actually, bro, I think I actually have the VCR, my VCR copies of Ninja Turtles 1 and 2. I wonder how much those are worth. But like, also like the, the, the samurai guys being transported to modern New York, that entire premise of the movie, what, like 
was not only cut in like so randomly and stupidly, like at the most inopportune times, mm-hmm. but like it made no sense. See, and okay, now <laughs> I see what you're saying. It's like they just told the director, you know, we don't have a script and we don't care what you do. So they just let him go with it. Give us something that will make money. Yeah, because by that time, Ninja Turtles, the name itself was going to guarantee people to watch it, right? So they're just they're just going to go do it. Right, and Ninja Turtles won. The movies, the, the suits were so bad and like so hot that the actors themselves would refuse to wear them. So the entire movie is just filled, is the stuntman the whole time with just the voice actors um, dubbed over. Wow. Was that, was that how it was in the first one too? Or did the, the no, actors? That, 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 that is the first one. Oh, wow. Okay, that's why it, it, it made sense that, like, what's his name? Corey Feldman was one of the... I think so. Yeah, yeah he's one of the so. actors. I was like, there's no way he's that tall and looks like... And can, and can move like that. Okay, well, it makes sense now. Hmm. Movies are stupid. But you know what? Have you seen the ultimate... Laugh your ass off with a beer in your hand, or since you don't drink, a nice, good, caffeinated drink, if you don't drink caffeine, something even soothing. This movie will have you laughing from the opening credits to the end. Dragon Wars. Oh, <laughs> yes. That freaking movie had Zim and I rolling. What kind of nonsense was that? Okay, so this is a conversation you and I have had out off the podcast, but I'm going to put this out there publicly for everybody who listens. Mm -hmm. You have never seen, hands down, one of my top three favorite movies. Yeah. (laughs) And I have tried so hard to get you to watch it. Right. Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Yeah, I just... (sighs) And you are not the only person that's told me I have to see this movie. So, and I, I feel like I'm doing a disservice in describing it. So, imagine an old kung fu film mm-hmm. with a awkward Jewish white guy edited into <laughs> it that is so badly mistranslated that it's ridiculous. And, like, there's a character who gets beat up because he was trained wrong as a joke. So he <laughs> thinks getting beat up is him winning. Oh, so my he'll gosh. Get, he'll get kicked in the face. And he's like, face to foot style. How'd you like it? <laughs> That's great. That was great. So, okay, I didn't know that. And so, wait, there are actual – they actually take old movies and will splice – no, it's actually an entire, like, full movie. And oh. they, what they what they did is they took Bob Odekirk in there, and the, he, they, like, superimposed him over the actor in the movie for the scene that he's in, or just, like, added him in. So, like, there's a um, dinner scene, and he's just standing there, and the movie's playing like normal, and he's, like, acting, and the voices are just, like, reacting to him standing there. That is amazing. Okay, I've got to check this out. I guess I thought there was something else that was involved. I was like, I can't take that much, uh, you know, stupidity. I can only take so much slapstick humor. He does fight a cow. 
Yeah, that's what I saw in the commercials, and I was like, um, yeah, we're going to have to uh, think about how I'm going to approach this movie. <laughs> the villain's name is Betty. What? Okay, so this is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, I'm actually a fan. I'm telling you, if you will watch it, I will agree to watch any movie you suggest for me. Okay. I want to check. I'm actually, is it on Netflix or anything that I could probably snag it on? I don't know. If it's not, I will pay for you to bar- rent it from like <laughs> Amazon or something. So here's the new thing for the podcast. I will challenge you to watch a movie and you have to come back within two episodes and give a review of the movie. For sure. For sure. I, will, I, I, we'll, I can promise you that. And then we'll switch. So within two episodes, Raven will have a full review of Kung Fu, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Mm-hmm. And he will be in the, as in love with it as I am. And I will give you my honest opinion. Exactly what I thought when I watched it. I'm liking this. Okay. I'm liking this challenge. We'll give it a, we'll give it one to t- one to five bacon strips. Got That's going to be our scoring system. Okay. I like it. <sighs> Fucking leprechaun with the cocoa stick. <laughs> Is that still pulled up on? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that. I just I... accidentally hit my space bar and it started playing, and so it broke me again. What's funny is like, apparently it did so well that they had so many spinoffs. Like, who watched? Well, you watched the first one. Did you actually go to the theaters to watch it? Oh no. Okay, okay. But somebody did. Because they don't just make sequels. Well, that's not true. They do make sequels from uh, straight to release when they know there's there's money to be made. Look at Disney on the look at Disney Home VHS. Correct. Like they And do you think it's because it's it's a lot less to just go straight to DVD? Um, without not having to advertise, they just they already know the the title itself is going to uh, get people to buy. I think it's the whole concept of the more volume we have, the more money we make. Gotcha. So here's an idea. I'm gonna I'm a movie studio. Okay, you're a director, and you're trying to get your film released. You're walking into my office right now. You have an idea. What is your movie, and why would why would I want to um, endorse it and give oh, you the money to, to make it? Way to put me on the spot. Yeah, you're you're really good at making up stuff like this. So I feel like you could come up with this a movie that I would want to endorse, and I will tell you if I will back this movie up or not. Hmm. You got plenty of time to think. All you have to do is be like, and, and I'll even give you a character, a place, and a time if you want me to. Okay. Movie pictures with Husky. <laughs> you got it? No, give me, give me my character, place, okay. and time. Got it. Your character is a carrot that doesn't think he's a carrot. He swears that he is an orange. Okay. Okay. The place 
1863. Excuse me, the time is 1863. He happens to be in Brazil. Go. All right. The Brazilian Carrot, starring Je- John Leguizamo. <laughs> I'm already sold. (laughs) Keep going, man. This is so great. Deep in the Brazilian jungles, a lone farmer gathers what resources he can from a long-forgotten expedition. Planting the last of the vegetables, he grows what he finds. However, in this unique and harsh environment, one carrot has grown in this camp all alone thinking that he is one of the local fauna. He lives among them, not knowing that his true purpose lies with the rest of his bunch. (laughs) This summer, John Leguizamo is the Brazilian carrot. Dude, I'm... It's so great because what are the off chances that he's listening to this and this movie comes out in 2023? <laughs> you know, like people could be like, I was there when this was pitched, man. Universal Studios presents, directed by Steven Spielberg. Michael Bay presents oh, Explosive God. Carrots. Dude, Michael Bay would do something like that. Has Steven Spielberg been active lately? I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't think he really has to. I mean, he can he can be very selective, kind of like Tom Hanks. Oh man, now I want a carrot, and I want John Leguizamo. It's amazing. Also starring as as Teddy the Pineapple, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, 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 he has to come in, and, and, and like he doesn't look any different. But he's just Teddy the Pineapple. <laughs> but it's still just Nicolas Cage. Like, no costume or anything. He's just like, I'm a pineapple. With his, like, hands flaring up and everything. And for no apparent reason, a watermelon. Darn <laughs> yep. John Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, man. <laughs> this, this movie would be like, it would cost probably $100 million to make. Because between those three actors, they're all going to want at least thirty to forty million, and then your whole special effects team will will suffer. So it'll all be like Muppets and puppets that are creating this, you know? Oh my gosh, yes! Let's do puppets. Like none of this fucking like three D rendering. I want puppets. I want like a <laughs> like a crappy carrot head puppet. Like I'm a carrot. <laughs> yep. head. Now would you would you voice? Would you still have the the actors voice those carrots, those uh, those voices? What if we we had the very obviously behind the puppets, not hiding very well, and so it's <laughs> moving ahead, and you can just like it's like you see you see the pineapple talking, and you see like Nicolas Cage hiding behind the pineapple <laughs> puppet, like and I'm Teddy the pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like straight up, you can see his mouth moving, but like he's trying to keep from being seen on the camera, but it is so obvious. And every now and then, like the boom mic will come into the <laughs> come into picture. Oh, like dude, we're onto something. Yeah, intentional bad production. Yes, 
Yes. We're on. So basically, you're talking about like a, a Sesame Street, but like it's all just foobard from the get go. Right. Oh, and like, man. There, and like there's a death scene where like a bunch of grapes are going to get trampled by something or eaten. And like they're all having a quiet morning. The watermelon, Teddy, the carrot. Then somebody from catering accidentally walks through the background. Oh my gosh, that's great. And you just see him with like a tray of muffins. <laughs> Speaking of muffins, <clears throat> what is your favorite breakfast food that is carb filled? Breakfast burritos. Oh, dude. Now, you you don't have time to make them. So you got to run by somewhere to get a breakfast burrito. Where's your where's your go to place? It's a local place that if I told you where it was, it would give away where in the United States I live. Gotcha. Do they make it perfectly? Like, what do they put on it? They do. Mm. Um, the biggest thing that it is, is like there's a spicy mayo that they do. Oh. And then I, I get the one where they do like pastrami on it. And I add turkey sausage. Mm. But like, so speaking of spicy mayo, I learned something. Mm. Did you know that 90% of Taco Bell just uses basically hot sauce and mayonnaise as a sauce? That's... Wait. As a sauce? So, no, I've actually made a sauce like this before, so don't think of it as a gross thing. Okay. But basically, if you ever want, like, a kind of creamy, spicy sauce, get some Frank's Red Hot, some Tabasco or something like that, mix it with mayonnaise... And it's it's creamy. It spreads really well, and it holds the flavor, the spice, really well. Hmm. I'm I'm a fan of that. Okay. Like their creamy jalapeno sauce is basically that, with just like a little bit of jalapeno in it. Wow. Okay, I'm a fan. Hmm. And that's the basically. I mean, that's basically just spicy mayo. I want a so, breakfast sandwich now. So here's a fried chicken question for you, which I'm asking not to be racist, <laughs> but because I thought it would be a good question. Do you oh. know where Kentucky Fried Chicken was founded? No, I would expect Kentucky. You know, most people would. Um, fun fact, it was actually started in Utah. What? That is the last place I would expect it to be started in. If Utah? you actually go into the Salt Lake Valley area, mm-hmm. you can actually see from the um, interstate, you can actually see the the world's first KFC. So where did Kentucky come from? That's a good question. I don't know. Mm. My, my basic knowledge stops at, hey, there's the first KFC. <laughs> it's like, that's the first K. Oh, the last blockbuster. Would you ever go there? No, because I don't want to go to Alaska. Is that where it's at? Yes, I believe so. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think you're right. It's somewhere on the like far west, northwest coast, something like that. Oh my god! I, I actually have a good friend who is getting relocated to Alaska for um, work, and he's excited, and I think he's a moron. And by the time this episode comes out, he'll already be in Alaska, so I can say he's a moron because I'm trying to be supportive <laughs> in the interim. 
Like, but Alaska, I don't think it'd be too bad to live there. Well, you have to like cold, right? You have to love cold and hate sunlight. They have winter for how many how many months? Like 13. Holy shit. 13 months, that's over a year. <laughs> well, today we learned Raven knows how many months are in a year. <laughs> like you thought I was gonna be like 13 months? What? Yeah. I'm on you, bro. Actually, yes, yes, I actually did think that because I've done that to you before. Yeah, and I've actually like just fell right into it, man. You know, one of these days, I'm going to just give you so much shit, you're going to snap and you're going to kill me with the pogo stick. <laughs> like the one with like, uh, with the uh, Trina and Foxy. And like, y'all, y'all both were obviously in a joke. And I was like, wait, what? That actually happened? And you were like, Raven. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, y'all are, y'all are being funny. Oh, damn it. Oh, speaking of Tree Nine and Foxy, I don't know if I've actually officially announced this. Mm-hmm. Um, for episode 20, I have a written commitment that we will have a special guest to celebrate our 20th episode. You kidding me? We will be sitting and talking to the one, the only Lady Raven. She will become. Did you nail that? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sexy, so. You actually nailed it. No! Dude, that's going to be insane. I have a list of embarrassing questions that I want to ask. Raven is going to be... Oh my gosh, it will be so good. So So, how are we going to play this? Should we have it towards like you and Lady Raven? Or should I like be on the line as well? Oh no, you're going to be here. Because I want the world to hear you die a little bit inside as <laughs> I get her to expose Dude, everything. She, and she, you know her, she does not care. Like she, she, she's exposed my, my nicknames, which I don't like. And she exposes them with uh, pride. Oh yeah, no, for sure. We're going to talk about your digestive habits. Um, we're going to talk about <laughs> if you've ever been kicked out of bed due to farting. Um, I mean, we're, we're oh, going, man. We're going oh, ham. dude, you're going to get some good stories, man. And I may, I may just like uh, kind of cr- squeal to death or cringe to death because I'll be like, oh. <laughs> I mean, you've seen me interview people, our friends that we know and people that we know. Mm-hmm. This is somebody who knows you yeah. the best. And I have an inherent comfort level with her given that I've known the two of you for quite a while. Oh, yeah. And she knows. She knows it's coming, too, so she's ready. (laughs) Oh, man, this is going to be bad. How how many more episodes will I have to prepare? Oh, man. I don't know. I I know it's coming soon. I I may need one of those bags where, like, you you breathe into to make sure you don't pass out, you know? (laughs) All of a sudden, everybody just hears, like... Yep. And a loud thud and she'll and you know she'll go she'll go just just keep going. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> like, oh man. I'm excited, dude. I'm super excited. So if you guys have any questions that you want to know about the Raven, make sure you tweet them at us at Angry Penguin PC on Twitter. 
that is that be necessary? The yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, there wasn't even a second of hesitation. There wasn't even a, I don't know, maybe. No, this was a yeah. genuine, like, absolute <laughs> yes. Love it. Raven, do you have any final thoughts that you want to provide this week, um, given anything in the world that you want to talk about? Man, I'm just extremely impressed that a child's exercising toy can become a deadly weapon in the wrong hands. So please, if you have a pogo stick in your house, make sure you put it in a safe or lock it up. You never know what could happen. Once again, my name is Husky Ninja. And I am the Raven Zero. This has been the Angry Penguin Podcast. You go-go for Pogo. <laughs>